This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Gambling addiction, a very real problem for many Americans, especially military personnel. Yet gambling doesn't get the same attention as other addictive behaviors. Other addictions are 336 times more funded than what we see available for those struggling around the nation with a gambling addiction. Then, it's a little-known form of abuse, educational sabotage, keeping the victims from attaining their goals in the world of education. We'll hear from an expert. Limiting someone's educational attainment really disrupts their future economic opportunities and their future opportunities for safety and security. So it can be profoundly devastating. Those two stories and more are ahead. Stay tuned. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. It's an addiction that many Americans struggle with daily, yet it gets a small fraction of the attention of other addictive behaviors. We're talking about the addiction to gambling, and it's a particular problem among military personnel. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Brianne Dora, Legislative Director of the National Council on Problem Gambling. From online gambling sites to legalized sports betting to traditional casinos in most states now, gambling is big business. And part of that big business is millions of Americans affected by gambling addictions. But one area that might surprise people is the rate of military personnel and veterans affected by gambling addiction. Brianne, tell us about that. We estimate that there are as many as 56,000 active duty service members that are currently meeting the criteria for gambling disorder. Studies show that gambling problems among veterans are at least twice the rate of the general adult population. Do you have any theories as to why that may be? There's a few different theories or things that we know. Availability is one. The Department of Defense currently has 3,141 slot machines on all of our overseas military installations, generating about $100 million per year in revenue. We know that gambling is often a way for our active duty military to relieve stress. It fills an emotional void that often comes with being away from family and loved ones. What makes you really good at your job and serving in the military often involves the fact that you are willing to take risks, you're competitive, but these are always things that we find make you an incredibly risky gambler. Also, there is this common belief that many people find that there is a way to supplement your income through financial gains or rewards with gambling. So they tend to have some beliefs and they're also more predisposed to behaviors that lead to a gambling addiction. I understand that few military members or veterans seek help with the problem, and there's also research that has connected gambling problems to suicide in many cases. Yes, so the shame and stigma associated with a gambling addiction often inhibits those from coming forth and seeking help. Right now, DOD and DHS are not systematically screening or affording treatment for active duty military for gambling addiction. We also know that suicide rates 
amongst active duty military and veterans are already higher, but compounded with gambling addiction, we know that there is oftentimes a two to three times higher increase in suicide attempts. 40% of veterans seeking treatment for gambling problems have reported prior suicide attempts, and 64% of those who attempted suicide reported gambling-related attempts. So we do know that suicide rates are higher in gambling addiction, and we also know that suicide rates are higher in our veteran and active-duty military populations. So together, it's staggering what our military and veteran populations are facing. I understand you're advocating for some legislation called the GAP Act. Tell us about that legislation. That's correct. So we have a bipartisan, bicameral bill that's been filed that aims to address these very concerns. It's in three parts. The first part aims to get some tools and resources on all of these bases that offer these slot machines, empowering our active duty military and their dependents to be able to come forth and say that they have a problem and that they need help. It'll also hopefully give them some ways to make their play safe. And then the second part of this, which has actually been offered as an amendment in the National Defense Authorization Act, would require within 180 days of presidential signature for the Secretary of Defense in consultation with the secretaries of the military departments to update all of their regulations, instructions, and other guidance of the Department of Defense and the military departments to explicitly include gambling disorder for the first time ever. Our guest is Brianne Dora, Legislative Director of the National Council on Problem Gambling, and we're discussing the surprisingly high rate of problem gambling among military members and veterans. You mentioned that veterans are often reluctant to ask for help. What help is available for them if they are struggling with a gambling addiction? That's what this bill aims to do. Right now, there isn't access to help. Gambling addiction is not required to be part of treatment or options for assistance by way of counselors. So if they were to come forward, they'd often have to seek private counseling in order to avoid jeopardizing their career and their ability to serve. If a friend or a family member suspects someone has a gambling addiction, what are some of the warning signs? We have 10 signs that people can look out for about problem gambling if a loved one might have an issue. Lying, chasing losses, borrowing money, Oftentimes, someone who is struggling with a gambling disorder will borrow from their family, friends, coworkers, strangers, without always admitting the real reason that they need the money. Always betting more, being very obsessed or preoccupied with all things gambling, being unable to stop gambling, gambling to forget. So people who are gambling in order to distract themselves, forget their problems, reduce stress stealing or committing fraud to gamble, and gambling because they feel it's the most important thing in the world. Gamblers can become so addicted to the game, they hope to win back all of their losses. Ultimately, though, they'll fall in a deeper financial, social, and professional trouble. 
Brianna, are there any other things that need to change? I know we've touched on a number of them, but anything else that should change with military policies regarding gambling? Well, I think it's not just about military policies. The federal government right now doesn't offer any funding or a federal safety net for gambling addiction the way it provides for the other addictions. In fact, other addictions are 336 times more funded than what we see available for those struggling around the nation with a gambling addiction. We've never had a prevalence study conducted. We do believe it's about 2% of the population and the variabilities of access for funding regarding research, treatment, recovery is highly volatile and variable amongst the states. So it's not just how we're failing our men and women in uniform, but how are we failing the nation at large when it comes to tackling the issue of gambling addiction. Brianne Dora, Legislative Director of the National Council on Problem Gambling. Brianne, before you go, how can people get in touch with you? You can reach us 365-24-7, and our helpline is 1-800-522-4700. You can chat us at ncpgambling.org backslash chat, or text us at 1-800-522-4700. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, an overlooked form of psychological abuse. That story, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.